right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sunshine and Brain. Still part of the Perry Veritas Network podcast where we have conversations about mental health in as down-to-earth way possible. How's everybody doing? How's everybody? How's everybody doing out there? Oh goodness, what a what a week and a half it's been. Wow. A little over a week and a couple of days. Uh, so this podcast is, uh, me and Andre, uh, ranting and raving (laughs) sharing our anxieties and thoughts and, um, sort of feelings about everything that's going on in the world right now, especially the mob insurrection at the Capitol building on Wednesday last week. And so... That's what uh, that's what this episode is about. I actually have a podcast in the bank. I'm not going to do a uh, check in in this episode because I kind of want to get straight to the episode. But there is kind of one thing to sort of talk about here. the The motivation behind this episode is um, is you know kind of deeply connected to issues related to mental health because I mean, you know. We'll talk about it a little bit during this episode, but like, I felt like I was ready to blow in terms of just all the different thoughts swirling around about what's going on, what's about to happen, what could happen, what may or may not happen, you know, (laughs) like, you know, all these swirling, swirling thoughts. And, you know, I think Andre was feeling the same and there's nothing quite like an opportunity to have a conversation like this for like, you know us to sit down as friends, knowing each other the way we do, you know, kind of understanding the way that we think and feeling safe to share with each other, you know, different thoughts we might have to just share with each other and, and get it out. You know, not that like we come out the other end of the conversation, you know, more comfortable about things than we were at the beginning of it. But, you know, I do think the, just the impact of being able to spend, you know, a good number, you know, a good amount of time talking with each other about these things that are, you know, really, really nerve wracking is something that's, you know, good and healthy. And what's interesting is, you know, listening back to this episode for me, you know, I find that like, you know, I didn't listen to it for a couple of days after we recorded it. And then I listened to it as I was editing it. And I did find that like, a lot of the things that even I said, I didn't like remember saying, meaning that like, I haven't like returned to those anxious thoughts. Like I got it out, you know, I expressed it and now I'm not like spiraling with it. If that makes, if that makes sense. So yeah, I I actually don't know (laughs) to ask Ray how he feels about it. If listening back, if he had kind of the same experience, but um, that's at least what it was. Uh, least what it's been for me. So, you know, yeah, there's, uh, there's, you know, still something to be taken from this along those lines. But anyway, so look, I hope you enjoy this conversation. It's uh, me and Andre kind of at our best (laughs) talking about, you know, the, the ills of the world and the challenges we face and um, the different ways that we're thinking about it and all this stuff. So, you know, uh, this is definitely classic, classic Josh and Andre type conversation. We've had a million of these types of conversations. So, you know, uh, this is definitely like a looking glass into uh, 
into a friendship into you know 30 years basically of uh of friendship there so in any case uh yeah i hope you enjoy it um as always you know like and subscribe and share this podcast with as many people as possible and yeah without any further ado i hope you enjoy this episode roll the tape Yo, Dre. Yo, Josh. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Holy shit. We haven't recorded for a minute, and it's not that we don't talk, because we still talk a lot, but uh, but we haven't, like, recorded for just, like, a minute, and yeah. we, we were going to make our next recording about toxic masculinity and to kind of continue that conversation, and in a way this conversation is still going to be about toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like not the central point, but it is definitely a major factor. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But, um, but just to, I mean, I guess to take a moment and put this episode in its kind of proper context and then, and then just to dive in because, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm having a hard time imagining a world where people will have access to things like podcasts 10 years from now. <laughs> but like well, on the off chance, whatsoever, and it's not this just given over saying. to the insects. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. But on the off chance that there's like still a planet in uh, 2031, you know, to give proper context to where this podcast is at. So it is Sunday evening, uh, January 10th. What is it? The 10th today? 10th, yeah. Yeah. January 10th. Uh, 2021, and we are a few days removed from a fucking mob insurrection in the Capitol building yeah. in Washington D.C. Uh, we are insurrection, like uh, not a metaphor. No, not a metaphor at all. A straight up attempt to take over government. We are uh, up to our fucking noses in pandemic, kind of at that um, at that stage of the you know, the COVID-19, you know, sort of process where, you know, there is an approved vaccine out there. In fact, there are two. They are beginning just now, beginning to get to health workers. So a person like me and, you know, a person like you, Dre, we're, we're probably still a few months removed from having access to them. And who knows how fucking that process might, is might go. get to us quicker because uh, at least half of them and in some areas more, at least half the staff is not interested. Yeah, so that's, that's true. That's a whole another thing. <laughs> that's a whole another thing to kind of talk about. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, just beginning 2021 in, uh, you know, following up a 2020, that was an unbelievable year. And for those folks who were kind of like waiting for the January 1 turnover to 21 as, as if it was going to be like this immediate automatic shift to like, better times, glory days type stuff. <laughs> like right. it's still fucking 2020 in terms of just every other, every aspect of reality. The longest year ever. We thought it was yeah. over. Yep. Like the, a bad sequel. It's still here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The longest year ever. So that's the context of this conversation. And I think both of us kind of, I mean, my sense is, is that both of us kind of felt like fucking, tea kettles like ready to explode because it just mm -hmm. build up and build up of um you know uh gas essentially <laughs> and ready to just fucking <laughs> pop that uh that we felt like 
if for no other reason, just sitting down and recording an episode just to talk about our thoughts and things that are going on would be a healthy step, you know, and, um, and maybe even to have some ideas out there that uh, exactly three people will listen to (laughs) 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 do our part to change the world. So, uh, so that's the context in terms of where, where we're at. Did I, did I miss anything? No, no, except for I'm I'm sad to say uh this this episode I'm probably gonna have more questions than answers. Like <laughs> like very <barely. laughs> like oh, it is a big what the F over my head constantly right now. Yeah. Even though you and I, God knows how long ago, said this was gonna happen, like way back. Not just you and me, like but people in our little circle it was just like it's inevitable yeah. this is gonna happen. Then yeah. and it yeah. happened and I'm still just like well, so there that that's what it is, huh? Like that's what we're going with. <laughs> Insurrection. I, we're just gonna set this off right now, huh? I'm finding myself in a place where I am oscillating between whoa, this shit is really bad mm-hmm. and holy fuck, this shit is catastrophically bad. Essentially. That's, yeah, yeah that's there's no where, there's no silver lining at all. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm oscillating between those two positions. So, like, for like for example, and like, well, I mean, we're going to end up pulling back and and looking at this from a large society, you know, sort of point of view, because that's just what we always do. Like, I know we're going to do that, but like, just focus in on Trump's role in the riots that went and took over the Capitol building. Like, just focus in on that. Sure. So, in one world, right, we're talking about a, a man who is definitely mentally ill you know definitely and not like in an innocent way like me and you but like in a take over the world fuck shit up way like mm-hmm. hitler you know yeah, <laughs> like, sure. next level shit and so that's definitely the case so either this man who's definitely mentally ill stood up in front of people who he knows loves him and you know sort of probably believing what he's saying in terms of the election being stolen because it's impossible for a narcissist to think that he might lose something. Right. So probably believing it stands, stands there and like delivers them this firebrand thing, but he's such an imbecile that he doesn't understand what they're then going to do. And then they go and do what he doesn't understand that they were going to do. And right. right, So that's like one possibility, which is like very bad. (laughs) <laughs> and the right. other one, I think I know where you're going. The other possibility is even worse. <laughs> but, the other possibility okay. is way worse because the other the other possibility, which is, is a really real possibility, is he purposefully kept the um, National Guard out of D.C. He, manip- he manipulated shit there in order to set the Capitol up to be easily swarmed by a mob of people who were not going in there in like a military style, but essentially bum rushing the place. Right. Um, and he purposefully like undermanned that, um, that the, the, you know, the thing to guard them, he, uh, coordinated behind the scenes with white supremacists essentially, and sat in the oval office waiting for them to take over the Capitol to then, you know, put out a TV announcement that he had essentially taken over the United States government. Right. Yeah. It's, it's option B. Is there, is this a quiz? Like, (laughs) This it's is what definitely pur- it's definitely purposeful. It's definitely purposeful. Like it's not even a question yeah. to me, because yeah. all his past buffooneries that we thought, well, I don't know, is he crazy or is this on purpose? It, it's both. He's crazy and he's doing things on purpose. He knows what he's yeah. doing. 
He yeah. knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. So he, every now and then he'll admit it to somebody on tape. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So this is on purpose. This is what he wanted. The only thing that really saved us for now, and there's other attacks planned, and I'm assuming there'll be better planned this time, is, is just the fact that there's a bunch of idiots. And there were some military personnel in there. That was like breaking news today that there's like at least 20 military people under investigation for being there. Who were in, um, who were, who were among the people who, who, the instructionist, um, yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and, and you can see that just like watching the footage is like some people are just a mob and some people are a little more tactical. Yeah. Um, but wasn't really coordinated other than, hey, everybody get there and go start some stuff. You know, Trump isn't exactly like a tactical genius. Like, no. He's good at two no. things creating chaos and keeping his name in the public eye. It's, and it's that, uh, that's enough to destroy the world, apparently. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, th- like, like there are still 10 more days where this man has access to, you know, the fucking nuclear codes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrifying. It's absolutely, it's absolutely completely bonkers and horrifying. So like, so I went into, uh, not like a deep, deep dive, but I went to like a little bit of a dive of like what different pundits of different sides of the aisle were saying based off of this. And I kind of tracked it through like as it was happening and then afterwards. So I I have some things to kind of share along those lines. What did you deep dive into off of this? So like kind of like the, the bigger issues, I kind of just went through like really quickly and like was watching videos, like every video I can get my hands on. Um, it was kind of like happening more or less real time online to different platforms. Yeah. Like what was going on? Like who's there? Is it organized? You know, are they actually getting people? Uh, but pretty quickly, like the thing that I kept obsessing over was like, for the most part, like it's not universal, but for the most part, the non-response of the police. Right. I, this is the most disturbing thing ever. And it's at different, different levels. Again, it's not all the police, but by and far, by far, like most of them didn't put, forth the effort they would with like any brown skin person that's for sure no. yeah. like you can't even approach you can't even approach as a brown skin person without getting some kind of attack against you yeah and the more, more video that comes out the more i see there were some officers who were being brutalized yeah well some one and of them they don't fight too. back the cops don't fight back in that scenario right his friends don't back him up and and and, and fight back Right. Uh, so even if you say, okay, maybe they shouldn't shoot, and of course they shouldn't, they shouldn't shoot a lot of people, but they have no problem doing it. This is the, the thing. So, of course, most people of color are going to say the PC thing and say, oh, well, we just wish that's how they treated us. You know, don't shoot us and go to the gun first. No, 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 no. What's good for one? I'm sorry. I'm totally not it's PC. It's yeah. good for both. That's it. If this is America, the cops shoot people who get in their face or or whatever. I'm like, if there's a time to use violence to uh, establish order. Insurrection's the time to use violence. That's, that's the time to actually pull out your guns and start freaking shooting people. Like, yeah. that's the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. I mean, the, so, I mean, a lot of the images that I saw, like the ones that like really stuck with me were things like there was a, there was a guy there wearing a t-shirt that said um, uh, the letter, the number six M W E which is like white supremacy code for 6 million wasn't enough. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one T-shirt This that there's a picture of a man wearing that T-shirt, just like walking around the capital, the capital. There's a picture of that dude with the fucking um, the, the the flag, the, you know, the the Dixie flag south walking around in there, which is like complete craziness, because like if there isn't and any politicians other, like, out there falling in full support. <laughs> it's insanity. You know, that flag is the flag of the the uh, enemy of the United States of America during yeah. a fucking civil war. You know, yeah, while you're war. trying to take over the Capitol building. Right. A civil war that most people will say, many scholars will say, essentially hasn't ended. It's continued sort of culturally since then. That's you know? certainly been proven out. Yeah. So this was like a Cold four, War, essentially. A, a four-hour yeah, four takeover by the fucking rebels of the South in terms mm-hmm. of that, that man's mindset. Um, you know, uh, just all the images of people going through there, you know, the, there's that video of the, um, African-American police officer who's like the lone police officer holding off the mob, yeah, like yeah. running up the steps, turning around. Else. Yeah. That was leading, them, leading them away from, from the people they wanted to get to. Slowing them down enough just to yeah. get people a chance to go. You know, the picture of, um, the, uh, the secret service guys with their guns pulled at the door to the, you know, big chamber hall there. You know what I mean? Like all that shit, which by the way, like those guys, those guys are shooting everybody. Like those guys, those were the only law enforcement people in there yeah. that I was just like, oh, they are going Speaking to service. Yeah. Yeah. They are the ones that are going to, because you know, their job is, their job is to protect the president and to protect, you know, elected officials. And right. the only people who have assassinated presidents are white people. So their job is to yeah, shoot yeah, white yeah, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah. those are the ones who were for sure not going to fuck around. Yeah. But um, but still, I mean, it's yeah. like all those things. But the one image that is really sticking with me, like one of them, like one of the images that's really sticking with me that a lot of people are um, kind of laughing about, but actually to me, it, ter- it terrifies me. And I don't think anybody understands what that picture actually is. So there's the dude who's standing at the center podium, basically the the center lectern there in the full on Viking garb. Remember that picture? Yeah. So everyone is looking at that picture and everyone's saying, oh, what a bozo. He's clearly like, you know, um, taking this position and doing this. And he's just going to be that dude who goes around and like brags to his buddies. I'm the guy who broke into the Capitol building wearing the Viking costume. Right. And like, as if he's like, an innocent football fan, right? <laughs> Approaching this thing. But here's what they don't understand. So there are three, there are three kind of main streams of white supremacy in America. Three kind of like main sort of approaches. So one is a sort of secular Germanic kind of attitude about like your origins, your white supremacy, your, your kind of supreme white origins, right? So it's a totally secular Germanic, right? So we're of like the great, Saxons and the great, you know, Germans. And that's our, that's our culture. There's a stream of that that's religious. So they're Odinists, right? They they worship. So they're basically, they worship the Viking gods. And then there's a stream in there that's Christian that are Christian identity folks. But, um, and what they believe is that, you know, they, they call it, it's a, it's a movement called Christian identity, which is why I called it that. And what they believe is that the ancient Israelites who were um, kicked out of Israel during the first diaspora, that they went to um, the British Isles, essentially. 
And they also went to like Norway and they became the Vikings essentially is what they're saying. Yeah. They so smoking crack. Like, right. I don't know what the hell they're yeah, talking yeah. About. yeah. No, it's, it's craziness. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is, is that all three streams, all three of those streams basically oh. tie themselves back to the Vikings. And yeah. uh, the image that they think about is the great Viking warrior pulling up by themselves up to the shore and then quietly sneaking into the village to, you know, basically rape and kill everyone and, and, you know, assume their mantle of, you know, um, supremacy, obviously that's where that's at. So this man wearing a Viking costume, full on Viking gear right there. That's not like a football fan, like just being a goofball. No, that's like very symbolic in terms of what this person is trying to do, you know? Yep. Yep. And the people in the know are really turned on by that. Yeah. Hired by that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, all right. So that's, those are like the first kind of thoughts I have. So, so where do we go with this, man? Like, what's your first, you know, what's your first sort of piece here? Like, what's the first thing you want to dive into here? So, yeah, the thing that's been troubling at first until between like yesterday and today, I thought it was, uh, just me who kind of went to this conclusion, but um, the more, uh, black people I talk to, they're actually asking the same question. And the question is, huh, does this mean that we actually should just separate from white people now or what? Because it seems like the final gauntlet's been thrown. It's like all the kumbaya, civil rights stuff, and all these things we've been fighting for, BLM, like all this stuff is kind of just like out the effing window. Because the racism bond seems to be so strong that the cops are willing to be brutalized by one of their own because they're the same and believe in the same symbols, essentially. Yeah, I mean... That bond is that strong and you're going to keep teaching your kids and your grandkids the same thing, there's never going to be peace between us. Right. And that's not how I've ever wanted to look at it. But, like, that moment right there was, like, I'm the ultimate realist. Like, I'm trying to look at a situation how it is. Like, that's what that's telling me. And the Democrats were like, well, if he doesn't resign, then we're going to do X, Y, and Z. No, 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 no. You're supposed to take all the moral legal actions you can to stop this. This is what everyone in power should be doing and not, oh, well, there's only a couple days left. Only a couple days left? Do you know what these people want to do to my people? Yeah. They don't care. Like, you know, they say, oh, and the the politicians are saying, what's the next move? The news guys are saying, what's our next move? They're talking about this, like, Republican versus Democrat political next move. No, no. What's the next survival move? Because those guys who stormed the Capitol are not done with this yet. Yeah. There's another attack coming soon, and it's going to be more organized. And it's just going to keep blowing up. And the people at top are not doing anything no they're not they're not because they don't really understand i don't think what the hell is going on is that you know they just don't they just don't understand like what the hell is going on here exactly no. they're too busy thinking about like just trying to deal with their own position right how do they maintain their own position of power essentially how do they maintain their own position yeah that was the thing i mean when you're watching the videos especially like you know those videos of them inside the Capitol, and you got shit like you know the police standing among them taking selfies giving yeah. them directions yeah. to the different offices. Yeah, that's the other negative extreme. <laughs> not the guys who just like, okay, I'm not going to fight you, but the guys who are just like, hey, we took a picture with you, buddy. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's craziness. And the reason why they're doing that is because they're looking at each other and they're thinking that they're on the same side. They're the same side. Yeah. No, it's it's absolute, you know, it's absolute insanity. And, and you know, yeah, it's as obvious as, as the day is long that this is a, one of those fucking, you know, GTBW situations of like, again, good to be white in terms of what you can do and what you can get away with there, yeah. you know, and, and how they're, how they're sort of seen, you know, I like, I was thinking this of this, like, almost from like, all right, like Machiavellian, right? If I'm like up to my neck in DC shit, and I'm thinking to myself, like, how do I get these people? Would I strategize not wanting to arrest them until Trump is out of office? No. Be- well, the, but but the but the reason might be because can't you see Trump making his last act pardoning all those people? Yeah, right, right, right. From his perspective, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. all right, let's let these guys walk. Let's get pictures of all their faces. Wait till this fucker gets out of office, yeah, and then go after him. All right. I like I could see myself like having that strategy. However. I would also like announce that shit <laughs> like right, immediately. Right. You know what I mean? Like if that's what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. I would say that, immediately. That would be a strategic move. And I'm, I'm just saying like, I agree with you. Let me just say that. Uh, yeah. But also my other thought is just like, you're responsible for doing the right thing with, which with yeah, you're responsible for doing the right thing within your means of doing so. So if you're capable of finding and arresting those people right now, you need to do so. You yeah, know I, mean? I know they've gotten a handful of them, but really, like, there was too many steps. Like, right then and there, they should have been stopped. Yeah, no, Period. yeah, there shouldn't yeah. be no guns at the Capitol. I don't know what that's all about. There is um, a fucking guy there with guns and zip ties. Yeah, uh, that's clearly like you're obviously looking to take people captive if you're doing it. Like, uh, there's no reason 100%. to have police zip ties. Those, those are the cuffs. Those are cuffs. That's not like something out of a hardware store. No, those are cuffs. Yeah, those are that you're there to take people captive, but can put them on their knees, line them up, and as, like essentially kill them. Like that's what you're there for. Right. That's why you did it that way. You know, you were looking at having a hostage situation in the Capitol yeah. building. It's and, uh, according to whatever polls that they did right after this, forty-five percent of uh, Republicans here agree with the insurrection. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. and that and that's just the people who are not smart enough to <laughs> lie, <laughs> right? Right. So it's probably closer to the normal 60 70% that we already know is batshit crazy anyway. Yeah. Yep. No, that's exactly right. So, so from right that right. position, like somebody like me, I'm like, do I stay here? Or like, am I supposed to be leaving? Like where? To... And then it's like, well, where am I going? Because it's bad for black people everywhere. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, um, uh, the... <laughs> The guy who um, guy who started Zionism, right? The mm-hmm. Theodore Herzl, who was um, he was a uh, a reporter. He was like a journalist in the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> and he went to France to cover the trial of this really famous trial of this Jewish, um, you know, sort of war hero from in France who was accused of doing something traitorous that he didn't do. Right. And, and he was sent to France to like, to cover this trial essentially. And he's sitting in the room and there's mobs outside. And what he hears them chanting is death to the Jews, 
And he notices that they, they said it plural and not singular. It's a trial of one Jew. And they weren't right. saying death to the right. Jew. They were saying death to the Jews. Right. And he had this realization then that the Jewish people were never going to be safe or at yeah. home or whole in Europe. You've got to have your own nation. And that was, that was the sort of catalyst that helped him sort of come up with that idea, you know, yeah. was like, you have, you just have to bounce. That's the only yeah. option is just to bounce, yeah. you know? So yeah, you, you watched that and that was your thought was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this is the, this is like the, the last sign, right? It's like, there's no more compromise. Yeah. There's no reasoning with anybody. There's no looking for people at the top to like do the right thing about it. I do see there are a couple of positive things that I, that I've kind of come out with this week that I see that I'm just sort of like, okay, this is interesting in terms of like, you know, positive things, right? Like, you know, if, if we were talking, you know, back when we were Mm -hmm. kids or whatever, and and already, you know, thinking politically and stuff like that. And I would, and I asked you like, which, which do you think is more likely for us to see Um, a mob storming the Capitol building, right? (laughs) Or in the same election, a Democratic African-American and a Democratic Jewish person elected to Senate in fucking Georgia. <laughs> which, which would be more likely if you were just like, I was just to ask you, you know, yeah, yeah. even like four Not years the election, ago. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The more likely thing is the mob storming the Capitol. Of course. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, this that happened in Georgia, in my mind, is like way more unlikely. Way yeah. the fuck more. And not only did they win, but they won in a state that tried to, like, you know, essentially suppress the yeah, voters yeah. who were going to vote for them. Yep. Yep. Which means that they won by a lot more than what they would have needed to to win in a fair election. Yeah. It means it was technically a landslide if it wasn't for gerrymandering. Yeah. I mean, think about that. You know, that's fucking, that's crazy. That's crazy to me, you know. So you had that piece of news, which happened on Tuesday, which is buried now, essentially. Yeah. Except that people are talking about, like, well, now the Democrats, like, basically have control, which is not... By, the, by yeah. a razor-thin margin. By a razor-thin margin. And here's the thing. The Republicans are unified always. The racists are yeah. also unified always. The yeah. Democrats and the liberals are not. And are not. not at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... You know, the, so that's like a real, but, but no one's, t- I mean, we're not really talking about how significant of a victory, like that's cra- That's crazy to me <laughs> that that state voted in that direction. Like that is like, yeah. that's some next level, like, holy shit, like type of deal, you know? So that's like one thing that's good that I take as like interesting, interesting, positive news. And then the other thing that I take as interesting, positive news is there have been a lot of articles recently by conservatives about how tech is out to get them. Yeah. That they're like perceiving this thing where tech is out to get them. Which is another false narrative that is so totally. asinine that you wonder if they're even being sincere or not. Yeah, it's a totally false They're narrative. the most or the best served by tech. They are. They totally are. But it, it's a really interesting and strange narrative. And, and they're saying that because of shit like Twitter banning Trump forever, Facebook taking him, you know, putting him off there and all that stuff. And 
Um, and then, you know, they, they think that like a lot of money, like donations from tech are going to democratic causes and all that stuff. And, um, and I, I find that to be really interesting. And if they're even mildly right, it's not necessarily a full on positive, but it is an interesting positive that a capitalist would look out into the population and say, we're going to make more money if we go on this side of the issue. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, of course I, capitalism reigns over everything else. Right. If they're, if they're joining on our side of things morally, they're not actually doing it because they agree with us. You know, they're doing it because we outnumber the other people. That right. Very true. So, I mean, I kind of like dollars outnumber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I kind of like grab onto that a little bit or whatever. So I thought that was like at least a little bit interesting, but besides for that, we're fucked, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think Trump is going to actually go away when he leaves office? No, no, no he may be, he may be more potent. And, and it still like leaves office in quotes. Right. Right. <laughs> that, right, that's still a thing as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. They're like in no hurry. Like you have all the cause in the world to do what you can and remove them, and they're like, nah. Yeah, we'll yeah, just exactly. Wait. Exactly. He's like, he did all that. So, you're wait. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's ridiculous. So what else, what are your other thoughts about this? Like, what are the other things that have sort of popped out to you about this? Uh, this one quote, and I cannot remember who said it, uh, goes something like, uh, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. I can't remember who said that. I'm like, but that perfectly just encapsulates the last several years. It's just amazing to me that this man is like, has everyone so enthralled. And I, and I mean, everyone on both sides, because it's not just people who agree with them. It's the people who disagree with him it end up being obsessed with him and like covering yeah. up and publicizing him and therefore enhancing his power yeah yeah exactly exactly I mean, if the news wants to talk all the crap they can but they're just as complicit yeah no they really are they really are i i i took a look at fox and kind of followed their coverage of it and um as it was happening they there was very little difference between what they were saying about it and what CNN was saying about it. It's, I, I found that to be interesting. Like as they were, as it was happening, it, it was a very, very similar narrative, but it didn't take long after it was done for shit to kind of like revert back to the norm. The norm. You know what I mean? Where yeah. suddenly it was, you know, the Democrats are going to get revenge on us for this. You know, they're, um, you know, if, if they think that this is any different, from, you know, the, um, quote unquote, Black Lives Matter slash Antifa riots that were happening, you know, like right. putting, putting, at one point they were even prison. saying Antifa was behind the insurgency. Like, right, right. This actually was Antifa, you know, yeah. <laughs> going in there or whatever. Like that stuff, that stuff was just crazy. So like very quickly, it, uh, it sort of dove into it. Hang on one second. I'm getting a sure. phone call from my daughter. Hang on one second. Let me just answer this. No worries. Um, all right. Well, what the fuck was I talking about? Uh, I forget. (laughs) (laughs) That interruption was a little too hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So there are, um, 
there are two podcasts that I listen to to try to get like the fair and balanced kind of thing. One of them, it wasn't enough of the, because I really want to hear Republican voices. Like that's what I really want to hear. Right. Right. You know, in terms of, because the only ones who can change it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The the democratic voices, uh, you know, it's just, they're all, they're all the same here, you know, responding after this and, and they're therefore not that interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just not that interesting. Like, like we could sit here and say that they're a bunch of like these people who stormed the Capitol or a bunch of idiot, idiotic rabble rouser cowards and all that stuff. Right. But I think it wouldn't be smart to approach it like this. Like, I think we're much better off thinking of them as smart people. And so what was going on there? Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) what's the strategy? What's the long term? Yeah. Like, like what, like what is really happening here? You know, I think we're, I think we're going to be much better served sort of doing that. So, um, so there's this one podcast called the politics guys that I listen to all the time and they have a handful of folks who are Democrats, a couple, you know, a handful of folks are Republicans. And usually it's a one on one conversation, but sometimes they do like a full group and they did a full group kind of like special episode following this. But the only three of them that could make it were the two Democrats and the one Republican who um, happened to be Republican from a libertarian perspective. So he's been like a never Trumper from the beginning, basically. So he had, he had nothing, like he, he wasn't going to vote for Trump anyway. So he had nothing really of substance to offer except to say, look, as a libertarian, if post Trump, the Republican party stays Trump, I'm not going to be a part of the Republican party anymore. And he's gonna have to like find some different like approach to it, whatever. So from that mindset, you know, you look at like the Rand Pauls of the world and those people, <laughs> if, if Trump becomes like, you know, really, really like the, the, the beacon for the Republican party and, and that they're just all modeled after him then people like that might just be out. Right. So like, I'm waiting for the next episode to come up when hopefully there's like one of the two other folks who are like more of the traditional Republicans. Um, because I, I'm really curious to see what their perspective, because especially I think, because I know one of them definitely voted for Trump. The other one, I'm not sure. So I'm just very curious to see what their responses are. But then I also listened to, have you ever listened to or heard of uh, Ben Shapiro? Yeah. Yeah. You ever listened to him before? A couple of times. I don't have to know that he's like a super smug racist and tries to cloak it in fancy language. Yeah. Yeah. Another uh, Jewish racist, by the way. So we have to yeah. like love this. Yeah. This has like been like, the fucking I can't year. Be racist, I'm a Jew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How many times I've heard Jewish people say, like, Jewish people don't become racist or pedophiles <laughs> or, you know, rapists or whatever. Like, we have, like, a, a healthy identity with sexuality and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look at this year. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> like, <laughs> Stephen Miller, Ben Shapiro, fucking, um, uh, who, was, who was that guy who, who got murdered in prison? What the hell is his name? Ethan Epstein. Uh, Epstein. Epstein, right? Like all like we just like literally it's been one after another of like the most disgusting, vile people have been Jewish people. <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> I turned my back on the people for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at it as like vile uh, Jewish people. I just look at it as vile, wealthy people. That's Word. Like, <laughs> it's like people of power, like yeah. The, the money seems to be the problem. Like, yeah, yeah. It's why it's why they went after the money to begin with. So they, yeah, with, you know. yeah, exactly. exactly. But, uh, I get so. it. I get it. Anytime there's like a crime on TV, you're like don't let me black, don't let me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Especially when there's a narrative there of just like, we don't do that. You know, it's just like, well, yeah, I yeah. kind of think we do actually. I kind of think yeah. we do. Everybody yeah. does everything because yep. all these labels are made up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, um, but yeah, I, I went and listened to his show and it was very interesting. The, the first episode following it, he, he was so against Trump. It was a real, like, he was like, Trump absolutely incited this. It's disgusting. It's vile. He said, this is the worst day in American history. Um, what he saw there. And he, and he said, he said it was the worst American tragedy since, um, Pearl Harbor, he said. And, um, and, um, you know, and he, he even put that, put it sort of higher than, he was like, it's a day like September 11th, but he, he was like, but it's worse than September 11th because it's, Essentially, insurrectionists from within, right? Right. Um, outside, yeah. you expect to get attacked from the outside. It's terrible, but you expect it. But you, you right. have to expect your own people, right? And that's his, and that's his own people directly, <laughs> right? Right. And he's yeah. been one of the people who from who've been like shouting from the rooftops about like this is a rigged election, you know, yeah. all yeah. the election fraud stuff. But but he was like, and then and, and what he did was he like walked through the whole thing and like really broke it down from a Republican perspective of basically saying, um, you know, uh, there are definitely, you know, challenges with the election, but ultimately Trump brought nothing compelling forward to the courts. He was like, I looked at what was there. I saw it. He was like, there is nothing compelling in, um, in any of the, you know, court cases that was going to overturn the election. There was just nothing there. And those are the facts. So he was like, we lost the election. That's what happened. You know, and he's like, there's definitely election fraud that we need to look into. We need to do a deep dive and all that stuff. But like the bottom line is we lost the election. And Trump should have been saying this from the beginning. He should have four years ago said there would always be a peaceful transfer of power. He didn't do that. And he should have said that there would be a peaceful transfer of power when he lost the election. He didn't do that. And he should have said he lost the election when, you know, he said, he said it's well within his rights to like, question, you know, the, the authenticity election to like do all the things that the legal system says that you can do. Cause that's why that shit is there. But once you've exhausted all of your, your resources, which they did, he was like, you have to concede the election. He didn't do that. You know, and even, then even that is giving Trump too much uh, leeway. This right. whole, oh, there's stuff we need to investigate. Well, no, there isn't actually, it was investigated. Right. You know what I mean, <laughs> like the whole, the whole, the whole hemming and hawing, like, Oh, he's within his rights. Rights have nothing to do with it. This is just another excuse. There's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. Like right, right, right. Ex- it, yeah, exactly, exactly. So even the people who are like trying to, you know, give an olive branch, like they should take that olive branch away. Yeah, there's no yeah. wiggle room for this. There's no wiggle no. room because now we have what we have because of all that wiggle room. Right, right. What the the thing that infuriated me the most about what Ben Shapiro did was he he, he didn't he couldn't even begin to like I can I can't excuse it but I can see how like someone might look at something like that and be like no there's no implicit racism in there and all that stuff like you know um, and they might point to like the mayor of DC is the one who was like saying that we should not have, um, 
you know, proper, you know, sort of, you know, the mayor of the DC is one who's like, we don't need the FBI in here for this. We don't need this in here for that. Like the police got it or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, it was because of their heavy handed response to black lives matter that they had this new policy of not having a lot of like the proper, like amount of police on there for this demonstration, all that stuff. Right. And, and, uh, that was like essentially the argument that he was making, which was fucking ridiculous. And then he was saying like, you know, like the Black Lives Matter were also allowed to just go and run around and do what they wanted to do. And they didn't face the kind of heavy handed police response. So like neither side faced and I was like, what news were you watching? <laughs> I was like, what? Fantasy land. Like they just what? can't let go. I know. I was go. like, I can send you literally One, let, let's thousand. just let me let, let's just play devil's advocate. Yeah. Let's say all right that somehow his statement was true. Uh-huh. Right. He's still wrong because BLM was not trying to overthrow the government. No. Regardless no. of what the police response was, regardless yeah. of whatever damage they did, just as devil's yeah. advocate, there's a huge difference. That's one difference that makes all the difference in the world. Trash right. your own neighborhood, at the end of the day, who cares, right? Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Trying to take over the government that's string them up on some rope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Line right. up in front of the firing squad. Like, what are you talking about? hundred percent. These are the people who were like the most rah, rah, rah America. And then when it's time to stand up and defend it, even just with their words, they can't do it. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And you know, if you don't love it, leave it. You know what I mean? Those are those people. If you don't love it, conquer it, I guess. Is that that the, like... Exactly. Exactly. And fly the fucking Union Jack, you know. Talking out of both sides of the mouth or constantly. Well, and this, and this is where, like, I was like, oh, this is like next level sort of dangerous in terms of what he's doing here. Because then what he did was he was like, we need to prepare ourselves as Republicans for a reckoning that's going to be happening now. He was like, the Democrats are about to get their revenge. He was like, because what the Democrats are saying is that anyone and everyone who voted for Trump voted for this. And he was like, and that's not, that's not fair. And that's not right. And, um, and I heard that and I was like, a, (laughs) you're, you're not wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like it's what you're saying is not wrong. But the problem is, is that what you're doing is you're saying all Democrats think that we are a monolithic community and we're not, but he's calling Democrats a fucking monolithic community. Do you know what I mean? Like, and also as, <laughs> as if we're wrong to lump them into one, but yeah, you're still responsible for that. Yeah. You are responsible. You, you know what I mean? Cause you heard what he said. Yeah. You heard who was following him, and you were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You voted for the guy. Look, we do the same thing. I mean, I proudly voted for Obama fucking twice. And I think he was a great president. It doesn't mean he didn't, like, take, you know, um, <laughs> like, uh, what is it called? Like, drone strikes drone, on a low. <laughs> it doesn't mean he didn't, like, you know, like, like get, like, three million innocent immigrants and kick them out of America. You know I mean, there's, like, a lot of shit in there that he did that was pretty awful. And, like, I, as a person who voted for him, like, I'm responsible for that. I put someone, I helped to put someone in office who, like, upped the ante on drone strikes like crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. You got to, you got to, yeah, you got to own up to it. Basically you do. You just kind of have to fucking own up to it. And you might say like, yeah, you know, I, I was just wrong. I thought that Trump, you know, I, I, I voted for him because I think it's like that important that we have someone in office who's going to give us our, you know, fucking uh, Supreme court justices that we want and need and all that stuff. Like that's like what I'm looking for here, you know? And like, it's like, all right. Or I'm like voting for my taxes and it's like, well, that's racist. But like, you know, my money is more important than your safety. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But like, we can have that conversation. You know what I mean? And like, and even kind of sort of like maybe understand where they're coming from, but you can't sit there and say you're not responsible for this because you fucking knew that he was a lunatic and that he wasn't going to, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Also the modern day Republican, even the pre Trump modern day Republican, their whole premise for running for office makes no sense to me because it's like less government, less government, less government, less regulation. Then why are you in the government then? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're yeah. only going to there specifically to dismantle it and destroy yeah. it. So, so it's in that, even that is an inevitable conclusion to what we got yesterday. Like, yeah, eventually you got to do overthrow the government once you're done deregulating and destroying and blocking and everything else. Their whole thing still the same philosophy. Yeah. Their whole thing is smaller government and states' rights. That's like their whole thing. Like like you should leave it up. The state rights thing is just so that they can all legislate racistly and (laughs) Yeah, the states' right thing is so like they can have small communities in places like Georgia, there it comes up again, where like, you know, you don't have to marry gay people. right? Right. And and there's even kind of an argument, like I could I could sit here and like make an argument where it's like, all right, just fucking let Georgia not marry gay people. (laughs) And let's welcome all the gay people into the States that do it because why the fuck not? Like, like, so you have to live in Georgia. You know what I mean? Like move somewhere else. That's like, you know, so that, you can like, that, itself, that itself is uh I've, I've had the same thought, but then if you like game it out on a long enough chart, uh, that's just destabilizing the country even worse because then oh. you have these big pockets of different philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. one's on one side, and the other's on the other side. Now we can really just duke it out for control. Yeah, there's a lot of one place. It's easier to nuke all of you in that situation. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah so like now, it's like with this situation, like person like me is like, where do I go? Like, right. it can't be anywhere in the country. He's <laughs> like, you know, these idiots are everywhere. These idiots right. are everywhere. Like, well, how can a self-respecting Republican? from South Carolina, who's supposed to be a Republican, look at a place like Pennsylvania or even Georgia, right? Which is a Republican state and say, you did your elections wrong. You know, because if you're really a Republican, then you're supposed to get your fucking nose out of other states' business. 100%, yeah. And if a state says, no, we did it right and it's ratified, you're supposed to say, states' rights, I yeah, guess it's ratified. Rights. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like however you want to do it. They're not consistent. They just say whatever the hell they have to say to get yeah. their way. They're so far beyond, you know, any type of like, philo- philo- you know, philosophy that's guiding them that, you know, they're, they're just not, e- they're just not even close to a guiding philosophy at all. You know, yeah. it's like just straight power and that's it. It's just straight power and that's it. So, yeah. um, so yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're fucked, you know, <laughs> we're yeah. so fucked because here's, here's like the, the big question that like I've been asking myself and I'm not, I think I know the answer, 
but I'm not sure that I know the answer. Mm-hmm. And that question is, what would I do if I absolutely knew in my heart of hearts that the election was stolen for the other guy? Hmm. I guess you got to give it to him. There's no point in living with the lies, how I look at it. What do you mean? Like, in other words, you're saying if it, if it actually was stolen and they could prove that Trump actually won and they stole it from him? Right. No, no. What I'm saying is, let's, because let, I don't like Biden's. Let, let's go back to Obama. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't like Biden's. Let's go back to 2008. And right. it's Obama versus, what was it, Mitt Romney? Right? Uh, yes. All right. So let's let's take away Romney. Let's make it Trump in 2008. Right. (laughs) And uh, we know that Obama won that election. He he runs the same thing. He's so inspiring. He puts together the multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-generational fucking uh, coalition that he created. Right. And um, all the polling shows that he's going to win by a landslide, all that stuff. And then somehow, some way. You know, although the numbers make no sense to us whatsoever, fucking Trump in 2008 wins that election. Uh-huh. Right. And and all the news stations are saying this makes no sense. You know, like mm-hmm. we sat outside the poll stations and we quizzed everybody who came out and they all said that, you know, all right, the numbers right. came back to whatever. Like, I don't see how this is like possible. And then you start like hearing what you believe are like real reports of like real sketchy kinds of things. Right. And and so basically it's it's the reverse. It's like the same thing. Like it's it's really the reverse. It's like we're in a situation. Like if we were now. in their shoes, in other words. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what be, Democrats and liberals would not be acting like this. Like, <laughs> we, I don't we, think we, so. They'd yeah. go. They they'd go crying to their weed or whatever the hell drug of choice is. <laughs> well, we did have a similar like like when Bush Junior won the his first election against Al Gore. Gore, yeah, yeah. That, that was a similar thing because I was like, "Oh, Florida, like this, this isn't right. Like, there's no way, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't yeah, yeah. like seem to and make sense to go to the courts and all that. And it was like, right, all fishy. Yeah, nobody did anything. They were like, huh? Well, that's right, right. They, <laughs> that was it. Right. Uh, congratulations, Mr. President Bush. That's it. Like, <laughs> right. But also, the stakes, the stakes <laughs> weren't as high. You know, like we were coming. It's pre nine eleven. We're coming um, out of the Clinton presidency, where like the whole mindset is like everything's just getting better. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that. Like it's like the state. So it was almost like people were like, eh, you know, it's like, all right. Well, I guess this guy will just be president, and sort of that's it, right? Hmm. But like, what about like like what would you like? So like for me, I don't. You know, it's like I've got two kids, so I can't be like a revolutionary. You know. Like, I can't be, I have responsibilities that, like, I need to fulfill. Sure. Like, let's say I didn't have any kids, you know, and I was, like, really passionate about this shit. Like, would I then start looking and saying, well, fuck, we need, need, like, a revolution, you know? I can't see it. (laughs) I can't see it. You don't think so? No, I don't, I can't see it. I mean, the only revolution I could see, like people like you and I talking about in a situation like that, is like an education revolution. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just, when you start teaching really people, they sort of, yeah, sort of wrong. Like, they don't know what's going on here. Right. That'd be it. Like, <laughs> be really boring. Is, <laughs> do you think should we, is that okay? Should we want to storm the Capitol? In that scenario, no. If it's yeah. a straight up fair win, it's a fair win. That's it. But I'm saying, what I mean, is I, I don't, I don't even, 
agree with how the government is like set up. But uh, this is where I'm having trouble understanding, like, because it seems like you're trying to say, like, if our party was in Trump's shoes. Well, what I'm saying is, like, if if we absolutely knew that it was not a fair win and a, and a president who we thought like a person who we thought was like evil and going to be an evil president was now taking over the United States government and what we thought was a what, what we absolutely knew in our heart of hearts was a stolen election. I can't see knowing it, the heart of hearts thing. Like, it's either happened or it didn't. Okay, so let's say it did happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's the part. Like, I can't, I can't even see you doing that. Like, being like, yeah, I feel like they won, but, you know, the evidence is. Oh, well, all right. Well, let's, let's say we know. Like, the evidence is there. And, like, we know that it happened, you know? And then somehow he's still in office, despite yeah. the evidence. The contract. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then, then you go in guns blazing. Right? Yeah. I just think that's that's where those people are coming from. Because they think there's evidence, even though there isn't any. Because that's what their news that's what their news station is telling them. Like their source of news is like, yeah, this is what happened. Like what the what the fuck? Uh, and then here it then it goes to my education thing because like just some yeah. guy in the news saying, yeah, this happened is not evidence. It's like, well, where is I that? know. I know. Like, well, yeah, look at the court case itself. You like, said they oh, lost the court case. Oh, the judge was in on it, but wasn't he Republican? Yeah. Trump appointee judge? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like three of them in there. And all of them were like, yeah. And yeah, and, and Trump is like, you know, calling Crazy them cowards. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. This is why like it's like you know, we've already said that, you know, the the new like the media role in all this is gonna be a big part of yeah. uh, how history is gonna look at this for sure. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I like pull back and like diagnose this like completely, it's like, yeah, no, there there are like some serious fucking issues there, man. The first conversation I had with anybody about this insurrection, so it was like real time. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, the attitude was kind of just like, "That's your man." Like talking to like talking to like the people who voted for him, like that. That's it. This is what you guys voted for. Yeah. Like inevitably, like yeah. There's nothing else to say about it. Like it's kind of like when he first got elected, my attitude was just like the same thing. It's just like, well, you know, thanks for letting us know how it is. Right. You know how it is. Right. You know, and then that's the same thing. This is yep. Well, thanks for letting me know how it is. Now I know. Yeah. I got nothing else really to say to anybody about it. Yeah. It's just like, all right, well, that's how it is, huh? All right. That's how yeah. it's gonna be. Don't talk yeah. to me then. Basically, a lot of people just need to not talk to me. <laughs> When I was, uh, when I was in rabbinical school in like the early 2000s, I had a professor there that talked about this shit all the time, how it was coming. Mm -hmm. Talked about it all the time. He was like, he was like, this is, this is what happens basically. You have, you know, a, a majority of people who get to enjoy certain powers in their life for a while. And then there's a shift. And it's not that like, you know, people are convinced and then just cross the aisle and start changing their attitudes. It's, you know, people keep the same attitudes and then they just die and they usually die like violently. They don't, they don't go easy, you know? And you start like looking at like what was happening in this country. Like not that, you know, uh, like before the past, like 40 years, basically where you've got like these different friend, these different groups that are like kind of digging their heels in and trying to create sort of separate things. So, you know, schools that are run by religious, like universities that are run by religious sects, 
you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's like, always been like really weird to me. Especially yeah. Especially when you find out what the education program is, which is nothing yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. When you think about like there are doctors, like people who are like medical doctors who become medical doctors at, you know, Southern Baptist University or, <laughs> you know, BYU, right? Brigham Young University, right? Like, like that, that's what they're doing. So these are doctors who are becoming fucking medical doctors in a school that won't teach evolution. I guess that explains the doctors who are at this uh, assault on the Capitol who were saying that a mask is a mind control device and therefore they're not going to wear them. And yeah. neither should you. Yeah. Because yeah. that was another one that blew my mind. I was yeah. like, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a, so it's like, as soon as you've got like political groups that are, you know, identified by religion that are creating their own universities, what that means is that they're creating different realities, like entirely, you know? Yep. Yep. That's and, and, and the only way for one side to win out over the other is for like a lot of fucking people to die basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's kind of the same conclusion I came to. It's kind of like, there's going to be war. Like the have to fucking kill each other. That's what, so one of the more common Republican like statements that I'm hearing right now and is something that Ben Shapiro was saying. And I think a lot of Republicans are saying this is that if Trump won the election even fairly, that we'd be in a civil war right now, that there would be rioting in the streets. And, you know, See, that's where they're wrong. If he won fairly, why would there be? There would just be a lot of <laughs> listless, <laughs> depressed yeah. uh, Democrats and liberals. Uh, no, you'd have you'd have a generational fight among them, Democrats of old people yelling at young people for not voting and young people yelling at old people for not inspiring them to vote with the candidate that they could actually get behind. Right. That you'd have yeah, that there's a lot of, there's, and I agree with young people on that. Like I, I get like voted in you know, strategy and all that stuff mm-hmm. and I vote, but at the same time, I'm keenly aware that it's sort of pointless. It's totally like, pointless because we're being held hostage by a really numerous generation, the boomers. Like who are they they tell you who your options are. There's only two parties that ever have a chance. They yeah. roughly believe and act the same way. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're never going to do anything that needs to get done. No, like that, that needle gets moved very slightly in different directions, like yep. progressly. Yeah. Uh, anything that's actually progressive or useful is laughed at. It's like literally just laughed at like, Oh no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, poverty. Why do we do that? That's ridiculous. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's not how like, the world works. You know, <laughs> like, why are you in government? If you're not yeah. going to deal with kids getting shot up in your schools, for example. Yeah. Why yeah. are you there? Just get out of the way and retire and let someone smarter and more interested and more capable actually do something. It's like, yeah, it doesn't make any damn sense. That was one of the oh, most, oh, me and my family need to stay in power. So fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the- power for what though? Power for what? Just to block the road. Is that what yeah. power's for? I'm yeah. just going to park my car in the middle of the highway so no one can get around me. It's like, yeah, Great. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're not actually going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to fix the highway. Uh, you're not going to make drive the movement any more, more efficient. Just going to block the highway. That's essentially what you're doing. That's yeah. your big plan of power. Great move. <laughs> yeah. That's inspiring. Let me go out and vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
jackals. No, it's it's fucking it's crazy. I don't know why you kids don't go and vote for that. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then you know, (laughs) then they go off on Sanders. Oh, you'd never get a bill passed. Uh, well, whose fault is that? (laughs) 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 It's like so. They just. If you try to actually do anything, yep. no, you're not, not allowed to do anything. Stop that so, guy. He's doing something. What is he doing? We don't know, but it's something, and it needs to stop immediately. <laughs> like, yeah, this is, this, is my, this is the fear now, right? Because we're looking at um, you know, four years of a Biden presidency, and you and I both are on the same side on this, I think, which is to say nothing, nothing of substance is going to change. Like nothing whatsoever. Yeah, his big plan is let's back up a couple of miles on the highway. Yeah, (laughs) you know that's your plan. That's one hundred percent it. And a a lot of people are saying that he's just gonna he's just gonna do the thing for four years and then and then bounce. But I don't fucking believe it. Yeah, he he can't he can't help himself. He can't. Yeah, I don't believe it at all. You know, he's gonna do. We've presidents in there, or presidents have kept themselves in there when they were completely senile. So, like, yeah. Yeah, and recent history, you know, yeah, right? recent history. There's yeah. no exactly. There's no way Biden is going to uh, leave if he has feels he has any shot of winning. Absolutely, you know, he's totally going to just stay in the whole time, and um, and not and nothing's going to change. Mm-mm. Like nothing of substance is going to change. So you know what? You know we're fucked, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we're we're totally fucked. Like like that like. I don't know. I've got more like I've got more positive feelings about like the millennial generation. You know what I mean? Oh, like, that's done. That's gone now. That's gone. What do you mean? That's 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 my like that's where I was, you know, uh, kind of like laying my hopes to like, OK, people like you and me and younger people and all the stuff, they're going to do the right thing. There's no way. How are you going to do the right thing? Do the right thing. How? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's only like <laughs> it's not going to happen. What are you going to yeah. have a have a. a, a a good debate with them and change hearts and minds. There's no way. What heart, what yeah. mind? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these are a bunch of automatons. Like, yep. Yep. This, this fuse is lit already. Like, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing, you know, they can do about that. Yeah. Except for fight. This the only thing left is fighting. And that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. That's essentially what's going to happen. And, and I have to keep saying this because if like, you know, like you jokingly said, if you the three people that might be listening, I'm not saying it's going to have to be a fight. It's going to have to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a war because like, yeah, I want all those things. That's the last thing I want. I don't want it. I'd like to have a society where, where the better debate won, the better argument won. Yeah. How about we try to convince uh, each other? You know, that, that, that went out. I don't know when, if it ever existed, it never existed in my lifetime. I've read about it in like ancient Greece and yeah. Rome and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, hasn't been in the United States yeah. ever, I don't think. So yeah. I don't know how we're going to start now. No one cares. This is care. this is why, like in a, in the weirdest way, I think like my weirdest conclusion that I'm coming from that I'm taking out of this is that like this is how you, this is how you know we're fucked. And I'm really curious what you're going to say to this is <laughs> that in the weirdest way, the future of America actually does depend on the Republican Party right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucked <laughs> we're totally fucked but am i am i wrong though <laughs> no you're 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 right and you know they're just enabling it and they're fine with it and, right know, 
the Democrats just wish they would like, you know, that the Republicans would be a little quieter about what they're doing. They don't really right. disagree. Right. But well, the Republicans came out of Republican this. beef with uh, Trump, like, oh, I agree with everything he's doing. I just wish he would stay off of Twitter. I'm like, that's yeah. the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. Yo, if I, if I, like, want- I just wish Hitler would stop talking about the gas chambers. You know what I mean? That's the equivalent of what they're saying. Like, yeah. I agree with the gas chambers, but could he just stop talking about it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really? That's your policy? Yeah. Fuck you people, seriously. <laughs> but, yo, if I was, like, if I if I really wanted to enter government and, like, be, like, and really be a powerful person, like, like going to, like, place where there's, like, a vacuum and saying, like, yeah, I could, I know how to get, like, all the votes, basically. I'd go in, I'd go in government as a minority-loving uh, super conservative Christian Republican is what I would do. Because like when you look around like at all of like at the main populations that exist across America, there is no fucking reason why the Democrats should have like any of the power that we have. You know, mm-hmm. like so so many of the groups that traditionally vote for a Democrat, like their actual personal interests, especially with things like religion isn't really represented by the Democratic side at all. It's just that they understand that Republicans fucking hate them. Yeah. You know, yeah. think about how religious the Hispanic population in America is. And think yeah. about like how numerous the Hispanic population in America is, yeah. you know, and you've got like in Texas, like a whole population of folks of Mexican descent who vote Republican there, almost as like a machismo thing. Right, that are Trump supporters, almost as like a machismo sort of mindset, you know. But if you really were like selling yourself as like, no, we're here like for immigrants. We're here to help people realize the American dream. And by the way, we're against same-sex marriage and abortion. Man, <laughs> you wouldn't lose a single election. It's like I said about uh, Kamala Harris. I was like, the real uh, political move for her would have been to run as a Republican. Uh, a law yeah. and order Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She would have you know. swept the whole thing. There wouldn't be a Biden president. There wouldn't be a Trump yeah. one. It would have been a freaking blowout. It would have been a blowout, you know? So, yeah, it, like, you know, I, I think, like, our only hope is that the Republican Party will look at this and say, like, okay, this is a reckoning. And we need to, and that there needs to be like a battle within the party. And you hear like certain Republican voices that are like popping out and said, like Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, which is fascinating because who thinks of Alaska as a type of place that might be like anti-Trump, you know? It's kind of like all the people are like saying anything now to my reckoning. It's like way too little and way too late. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's going under. Uh, I don't want to go under with them. Right. Right, like but Lindsey Graham's thing was like a joking rebuttal at the time. Yeah. He like was yeah. just being, you know, almost attacked, and yeah. it was very joking. I'm like, oh, I tried to work with him, ho, 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 ho. and they're like, oh yeah, Lindsey Graham really condemned him. Like, that wasn't a condemnation, no. like please. And he was right back on his Johnson the next morning. So yeah, exactly, exactly. People the one, I mean, the the one that I was like, oh man, like what, like what would I, like what would you do if you were a fucking Pence? You know, where you're like basically having to support this dude for four well, years. I would have, I would have got the cabinet to oust him. What do you have to lose? It's only a couple, a couple of days left. The yeah. guy tried to have you killed. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he could swing enough Republicans to his side to get that done, because and, and the whole Democratic Party is already yeah. on that. Yeah, the dude stood up there like, calling you a coward. Like, 
You think you're going to be president because you keep kissing his ass? No, you look weak kissing kiss, kiss his ass. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're never going to be president, dude. You're never going to be president. I'm mean, going to have news for you. You're never going to be president. Yeah. Yeah. No one likes you. You have no charisma. We didn't know your name until you became VP. Yep. And you're weak, which is the yeah. most unforgivable sin for meeting a president. You can't be weak. No. No. But he's not, I mean, those. he's not capable of looking in the mirror and saying that. You know, <laughs> like n- none of those people. That's are. right. I'll tell him as many times as he'd like to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, there's a little I, fake smug smile. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking. Yeah. I, I wish. Right, I, where, should, uh, where should me and my people run away to? Because <laughs> <laughs> I really don't feel like going to war against these idiots. So I, I, I still think, I mean, honestly, like, really like an offline conversations. <laughs> I mean, I, I do feel like Delaware is still the spot. You know, because it's still America, so you get like you know you don't have to like worry about changing your shit. But you know, I feel like Delaware is probably the place to go. <laughs> you know, Delaware. This works for me. It's my favorite place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think that's probably the spot. You know, I mean, Delaware. They need to secede from the Union the second I land. <laughs> I would say I would say Canada, but it's way too fucking cold up there. And mm. Canada is sort of like, I mean, people are like, let's move to Canada. They've got like socialism, healthcare. You're racist with a smile. Canada <laughs> is so fucking, Canada's like, like Georgia to the north, man. Like Canada yeah. is like next level racist, basically. Maybe There's the like next that. level racist business going on up there. So yeah, fuck Canada. Um, I'd say like maybe like one of those Scandinavian countries, but we get like no sunlight in the winter. You no, know? I can't deal with that. I don't think I could deal with that, you know. And I don't think it's wise to go to Africa, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> maybe, maybe certain places in Africa, like South Africa, is kind which of which really leads us back to our uh, halfway joking uh, Andre and Josh save the world uh, <laughs> couple of <laughs> podcasts we did a while again, where it was just like it's going to have to take over. There is nowhere to go. It's going to have to take over. Uh, Either reform the government. You need a new monetary system and a new state religion. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. All those things. All those things for sure. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, too late. So sorry, guys. We can't save you. <laughs> Find the appropriate bridge and jump off. <laughs> well, you know, my plan, I'm just hopping on a sailboat and I'm sailing out to sea. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Find an island and get... come up out of the water and get you. Yeah, or just, you know, give the world 10 years and then come back and see what the hell's going on. You know, that would be that would be probably the, the gist of it right there. But um, no, it's crazy. Like, I, I think that there are like a couple of tweaks that could be done that would be really important. You know, like um, I, I, I would totally get behind a, a media czar type position, you know, yeah. somebody who's like actually holding feet to the fire and um, and making sure that there really is like truth in reporting. Um, and, and yeah, the whole, you're just allowed to lie and lie and lie and lie over and over again. And particularly when you're the news or a public official of some sort has always baffled me. I'm like, I don't think that was the intent of free speech. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. That's not free speech at all. You know, like that's, that's like, you're not, a, you, if you're just an, an inconsequential individual, you can say sure. whatever the fuck you want to say, but you still can't cause a riot. That's like free speech is like very clear about that yeah. stuff. Like you don't stand in a, it's not free speech to stand up in a fucking movie theater and yell fire. You know, that's right. illegal. So for the same, 
for the same reason. So th- there's kind of like, I think there's that is a really important thing. Like we've talked about fucking separating the presidency from the um, choice for Supreme Court justice. Like that should be a separate position that people vote for and not president. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that should yeah, be yeah. something different um, yeah. because we tie it to these megalomaniacs and it's not fucking good. And those decisions like carry through decades beyond someone's presidency. I mean, Trump put in three justices and they're young, you know, which means Trump's insane presidency is going to like be continuing to reach its icy fingers into the future for the next 20 or 30 years, depending, you know, someone also had this really crazy idea that would work if it was actually organized. Yeah. And this is the idea of like uh, many of the people of color and many of the progressives who was most of the party who would like, ends up voting Democrat just because they don't want to vote Republican. So therefore where the cycle goes when you game it out, we never get what we want. Right. We'll just take it for granted. No matter how many of us vote, because eventually they're just going to co-opt that vote for the Democrat. So yeah. really you have only one move in that scenario. You say, all right, screw it. We're all going to vote Republican then. Unless you do <laughs> one, two, three things, whatever it is, your top three listings for us, we're going to vote Republican. Yeah. It's almost like what Trump said. It's like, what have you got to lose? Right. Right. But the thing is, you'd have to mean it and actually vote Republican in a huge block to, like, just scare the hell out of and wake up the Democratic Party and just hope there's a nation left afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But you have, like, that's it. Like, the the votes are not done strategically, and you really need to hold those votes hostage. Right. And it can't be like, oh, some far off day. Oh, you're going to do it later. You're going to be doing it later for like the past 200 years. Like, no. Yeah. No, exactly. Show us now or we're voting Republican across the board. Well, yeah, that's that's the only other hope we would have is either a the Republicans would have some kind of like come to Jesus moment and realize that they need to start like trying to convince people about their ideals to bring them on board. Understand that they've actually got the numbers in terms of religious people who probably would be open to their ideals and to start forgetting about fucking race and figure out how to actually help people and, you know, and all that stuff. And then, you know, and then Democrats would have to just figure out how to compete with that, which means like, you know, being the same way or, you know, young people look at Democrats and are just like, look, the reason why Trump won the election is because you failed, you failed to inspire. You don't actually make a difference when it's time to make a difference. And then we put our effort behind, you know, your leadership, and you repay us by doing nothing, you know? And yeah. so if the Democrats could like actually hear that and then, you know, shift gears and, and actually like try to, you know, fucking make a difference, right? In the next two to four years, then then you might, you know, you <clears throat> might still see like, you know, uh, a, an impassioned populace that want to continue to vote and be involved or whatever. Um, but that's not what's going to happen <laughs> because not nobody cool. has that mindset, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just, it, it's going to essentially, you know, they'll reverse a lot of Trump's shit that he did. Right. We'll feel like, well, at least there's not a complete and utter lunatic at the helm, mm-hmm. you know, with access to the military codes or whatever. And so there'll be a return to the like, the type of decorum that was before Trump, which was like not very much decorum at all. Right. And then people are going to go, what did we fight for? For shit to just go back to exactly what it was? Because that's not what we want either, you know? Exactly. And, um, and then, and I think in four years, you've got a really upset population, you know, 
I don't like, I don't see on the landscape the next person to jump up and be like the next Trump. Like, I just don't see who that person is yet, you know? But, um, cause it's like not like fucking Ted Cruz. Come on. Yeah. Really? I, this, this is the optimistic view that there's still going to be elections. That's a good point, too. <laughs> That's a good point, too. Yeah. You know, like, you know? I mean, there's enough, there's enough Trump type people out there that like show up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but barring that, you know, we might actually just be, you know, bending the knee to King Trump at some point in the future. Yeah, that might that might be it too. <clears throat> that might be it too. Do you think it would be good for the country or bad for the country if he died under mysterious circumstances? <laughs> well, they already think he's the Messiah, so <laughs> he's I, not going to die. I just don't think it would make any any difference. Right, <laughs> right. The movement continues with or without him at this point. I think it does, but I think it does get fractured a little bit, you know, because it's pretty fractured now. Yeah, it's pretty fractured now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But in, in in the vacuum of Trump, you'll have a bunch of new leaders, and then that'll fracture even more. Yeah, yeah. So it's in a way that's sort of better off. In a way, you're worse off with that because it's harder to track, and you know, but also, uh, you know, less powerful. So, but uh, police, man. Uh, back to that point, like, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, how are you going to let people beat up on you, spit on you, call you all kinds of names? Uh, One police officer got not, his head bashed. Just, just saying, not fucking busting caps. I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding. Like, because I they're on the same side. You, you roll up into people's cars and homes uh, for no reason. It's you. You know what I mean? You pull guns on little yeah. girls in the driveway. Like, literally. Like, I don't. I don't understand. It's because they're on the same side. Uh, so this, this is, yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. One dude got his head bashed in and killed by a fire yeah. extinguisher. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the reason why they didn't they didn't do anything drastic is because they're on the same side. Yeah, that's know? crazy. So, so that's so that's forgivable. They should have panicked. Uh, they should have been in complete panic mode, firing indiscriminately into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's exactly and, uh, what they would have been doing if it was black. Well, democracies are around the world, like including France and everything. Oh, well, thank God that didn't happen. You know, the best thing to happen is that there was any state violence against the. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I'm yeah. like, are you effing kidding me right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I think it speaks to all of that. You know, yeah. so and, and I get what they're saying. Yes, you don't want state violence. I'm like, but in a state that ex- is executing violence all the time. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to pick no violence. Okay, yeah. Yeah. you're not going to have a government. You're not going to have a government. Yeah, yeah. No, it's right. barely a republic as it is. Like so. Yeah. Good luck with whatever comes next. I guess. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it's already been a real interesting twenty years, basically. I mean, we're you know a really really interesting twenty years, and it's going to continue to be. Very interesting. And the, you know, the problem is, is that we're kind of like on this train track, basically heading in a specific direction. Yeah. And, um, and I don't, I don't really see how we, how we come out of it. You know, I don't really see how we come out of it. And it's, and also it's like, you know, playing a, playing a, you know, a fucking, a game of like top this, like, you know, just when you thought it couldn't get worse, you know, here's something, here's something new to be on the, you know, for you to like sort of think about and worry about. So, Word. you know, I think, uh, we're, we got to be crossing our fingers for the inauguration, right? Like, right. That's going to be a thing. 
I wonder, uh, is he going to go virtual with that? I mean, the, the way that the news has been talking about it, they're still saying it's happening in the same spot. Mm. So I don't have they any idea. just want to make a show of strength, I guess, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, who the, who the fuck I, knows? I mean, they all got to have COVID by now anyway. Like, there were so many people out there not wearing masks, including the uh, public officials not wearing yeah. masks. Yeah. Or enough of them, I should say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't do it. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. like, What's your Skype number so we can uh, inaugurate this right now? <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Come on now, guys. Do it in spot and then fucking go. There's no reason to be like standing outside in this uh, fucking political climate and all the shit that's going on. So, no. yeah, no, it's uh, it's craziness. So, um, well, this has been uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, our uplifting note is, uh, well, it's all on the Republicans now. Oh, God. No, the title for this episode is going to be Josh and Andre Try and Fail to Save the World. Fail. (laughs) (laughs) It probably should be. It probably should be, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, it's hard not to look at this and, and walk out the other side just, like, utterly terrified. And, you know, the one consistent thing that everybody on all sides of the aisle, everybody said this was awful. Like all the reasonable voices said this was mm-hmm. awful, but I don't think they quite understand. They like, really don't understand how awful, you know, I don't think they even begin to understand how awful. No, you have to be a member of like one of the oppressed communities to like really feel what the implications of this is because yeah. for everyone else, this is kind of just like an argument between brothers. Yeah, that's right. And it'll blow over and it's fine, you know. Yeah. They just have yeah, a little right. just go to your corners, drink your milk and shake hands. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's great for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Not the fucking rest of us. It's fucking <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's complete ridiculousness. So anyway. All right, I quit. All right. Well happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Not worth saving. No, no, no. The people we love are worth saving. You know, people we love are yep. worth saving. But um, but beyond that, you know, it's a uh, it's a shit show. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll see what happens. But uh, but we've we've put in our predictions, and the predictions yeah. are is that we're we're totally fucked, and totally. Uh, and we're probably on a on a certain train in history that's that's not going to change course. It's going to be definitely a lot more. Uh, sorry to keep cutting you off. <laughs> Just going to be a lot more attacks. Going to be a lot more attacks. There's going to be a lot more death, and um, uh, you know, and in, in in internal attacks will inevitably lead to attacks from the outside because you yeah. become weaker. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Not not looking forward to that at all. No, that's right. That's right. So, all right. Well. We'll see what happens, but in the meantime, <laughs> where where's the alcohol when you need it? That's what I want to know. Oh, <laughs> oh man, everything's because thought... it's Sunday and COVID. So put the two together. <laughs> you can't I... go get a drink at this hour. I really think I really do think we should we should start putting our heads together and efforting Delaware. I think that's uh, I think yeah. that's an appropriate kind of mindset, you know, to sort of yeah. start thinking on that. And we're gonna beep out the word Delaware. Do this whole thing so no one knows where we're going. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. 
dead serious. Uh, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. We'll substitute with the word Mars or something like that. Yep, right? yep. Uh, I'll just like it'll be Mars. like a, I'll be excited <laughs> of like my voice going Delaware. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to say Delaware the whole time, just like how I said it like that, Delaware. Yep. <laughs> so it's obvious that it's fake. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna do it like that. I'm gonna do it exactly yeah, like that. Perfect. Perfect. All right, man. All right, so uh, we'll pick it up next time. Who knows what the fuck we'll be to talk about. I don't know if we're ever going to get back to toxic. I mean, it all comes back to toxic masculinity, obviously. I don't yeah, know if we'll get back. Let's just like... I mean, he is the poster child for toxic masculinity. He is absolutely the poster. But all this bullshit... Without being masculine at all. Like, yeah. he's just only that has the toxic parts of it. And none he's, of the good parts. He's got the same... Ba- he, his body is the body of a like a life, like a life-size baby. Basically, like he could like shrink him down exactly yeah. as he looks like, and he would look like a toddler, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My, my solution for a toxic masculinity, by the way, is, is a fictional character to model ourselves after, which would be Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, yeah. My it. solution. He's like has all the positive parts of being the male, <laughs> and all the typically stereotypical parts of being a male, which is he's a good killer essentially. And, good nature and all that stuff he's a good protector and all that stuff but you know his friends dies he breaks down crying instantly he's like madly in love and can profess it and speak poetry like he cooks he cleans he does everything he's got it all he's completely he's the only person actually if you think about this a complete being right everybody else is kind of like a trope of a character oh this person pure good this one's kind of like pure evil and this one's pure beauty or whatever the case may be. But Aragorn's a comp- not he's just a complete man. He's a complete <laughs> human being. Here's, here's my... Everything else. He, that's the other thing. He doesn't want to be a leader yeah. For, yeah. For, for power's sake, right? It's only when he realizes no one else can do the job. So it's kind of on his shoulders. Yo, here's, here's my solution for uh, American <laughs> problems. And, and, it's a, and, and the effort here is to just get rid of all the white men, basically. <laughs> so, Here's my solution for that. Ready? So picture this commercial. Tell me, tell me, I'm not going to make it about white men. I'm just going to give you the commercial. You ready? Imagine there's a place where you could go where every single woman there finds you to be attractive, (laughs) irrationally so. Like finds you irrationally attractive. And you could go there and just live there. Would you go? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that place exists. That place exists. <laughs> so it turns out that Filipino women, Filipino women, like are like white men, white American men are like their thing. <laughs> That's like what they love. Kind of like how like Jewish boys like Asian women. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that's their thing. You know, yeah. if you're like a white dude and you go to Philippines, when you walk the streets. You are literally going to be surrounded by Filipino women who are like reaching out and like touching and like rubbing your skin and your arm and just like, oh my God, you're so beautiful and like all this stuff wow. like that. That's like, that's their, like their thing is white women. I mean, white men, white American men specifically. So like that's what I'm saying is just, right? Yeah, just do like a computer campaign, just like a like a like a TV campaign. Like, what if you could go somewhere, right? Where like real, and then just like have videos where you follow white men, white American men around around like Manila, and like see like how women respond to them, and then like I I, honestly I think it would work. (laughs) 
Probably, probably. I think it would work. <laughs> yeah, men, men in general, not that easy, not that difficult to fool. I know. That's when it comes to the women. Too. So, all right, that's my idea. So let's see. <laughs> that's what that's so for. I think so. Except for that. Except for that. Anyway, all right. So uh, until next time. All right, same bad time, same bad channel.